You are now listening to How Do You Do? Featuring Bread Breakfast and Hannah Backwards. It's time to learn, y'all. Hello. Hi. This is How Do You Do? This is just watching Hannah laugh at me. My name is Bread Breakfast, and I'm joined by... You, you, you got anything? You just gonna laugh? You gonna laugh at me? Am I a clown to you? Yes. That's fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. What's your name, though? Hannah Backwards. Who's our guest tonight? Brittany. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. Hi. Brittany, you're a, you're a comic. Yes. But your day job? I am a dental office manager. That sounds super interesting. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it is. And it's interesting because we started this show to give a voice to everyone. Not just comics, not just writers, whatever. Yeah. Everybody's got a life. You got to put food on the table. True, true. TVs so, on the wall. Oh, TVs on the wall. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to ask you about it. We're going to learn a little bit about what you do. All right. First, I'm going to give a shout out because as as our wonderful listeners know, I've been working at a pawn shop. Hannah, who am I dealing with at the pawn shop? Aliens. I have been dealing with aliens. Real life aliens. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's not it's not uh derogatory or anything like that. It's it's like I'm I'm meeting people who uh don't seem to be concerned with, with matters of earth. <laughs> Yes, they live on the outside of rationality. Yes, that's a good way to put it. So, if if any of you aliens are listening, <laughs> please get in touch. How do you do 420 at gmail.com? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't get that information. Send us pictures of your family. <laughs> no dicks. No dicks, please. <laughs> no more dicks. I mean, I would like to see their... They're probing utensils. I it's mean. gonna be their dicks. Oh, <laughs> but still though. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's fine. Well, it, uh, but I'm I'm saying this because it's honestly it's a plea for um, lucidity. I just listeners, if you're out there, I want you to be lucid when you walk into a business. Um, when I ask you questions. <laughs> I want you to be able to answer. You don't have to have an answer right away. You can think about it. But I don't want you to answer my question with something that is completely unrelated. <laughs> if it's yes or no, the correct answer is not, for example, a color. <laughs> or just ask another question and completely disregard yeah, yeah, what that happens constantly. And and this is not pawn related. This is actually retail related on the whole because I've worked in retail a lot um, for the past couple years. And I don't know why it's a pet peeve. I, it may not even be a pet peeve. It may be something that people also don't like uh, other than me. But when you go into a store 
and you're buying something, look for a price tag. Don't ask the people how much does this cost before looking for a price tag. Or if it doesn't have a price tag, oh, it must be free. Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> That's the fucking worst. Yeah, Ooh, don't no, say yeah. that. Because it's not the first time. You're not original. You're not funny. Exactly. You and might we'll talk about you afterwards. <laughs> you might get to learn whether or not you can digest that item if you ask that question. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, picky about people's behavior i i think that what i'm asking for is reasonable but just look just just use your eyes i mean you drove here to the location i assume you can see i hope stay off the sidewalks listeners (laughs) um i do have another shout out because today i was thinking about it and um the dea I, I am still mad about the shitty new opioid regulations. Are they new now, technically? Well, no, because they've been they, they <laughs> went into place like two years ago. But I was thinking of, I, I was telling a person about when I was in the hospital and what I had to go through. And they were like, oh, yeah, you, that had to hurt really bad. And I said, yes, I was on a lot of pain meds. But I had to go back every few days because the doctor couldn't write a script that was longer than a week. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I had to go back to the hospital to get them, which is really fucking terrible. The ER doctors actually said, uh, we don't know what we can do for you, so we're just going to give you a shitload of Dilaudid, but we're going to give it to you in your muscle so it lasts you for longer. Oh, my God. (laughs) So if... And and I assume some of our listeners are going to be familiar with the lauded. I uh, I just totally dropped my guts in a fucking Walgreens afterwards, going to fill more prescriptions because it makes you very nauseous, and it's not immediate. It oh, happens. I thought you meant you shit yourself. No, that <laughs> shit too. Actually, <laughs> no, no. I, um, I couldn't <laughs> because of the Because of the pain meds. No, yeah, that's very true. All right. All right. No. It couldn't have been shit. Yeah. No, I just, I, like, exorcist-style puked in a Walgreens. Oh, hey, that's how I throw up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's because of these new regulations. So, DEA, you are directly responsible for some 18-year-old kid who had to mop up my vomit. I hope you fucking feel happy for yourselves. <laughs> it's actually caused a lot of issues in the dental field too with That's, yeah. prescribing medication. It's just it's a shit show. Like you have it to is. like go through all this red tape. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, and I get some of the reason. There there were some like shady doctors in town. Um there was also a dentist who was really shady who oh, was yeah. like handing out morphine that was older than me. Um, oh my God. That was something they found during the raid. And uh, I mean, I totally get why we need some regulations, but there are people who are actually in need. Not everybody is addicted to these drugs. Right. And especially people who, for example, have a wisdom tooth cut out. Right. Are you going to throw some ibuprofen at them and tell them to just fucking stick it out? That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> ibuprofen 800. Ibuprofen 800. Yes. So you can, it's it's taking four pills instead of two. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 
And it, it, ibuprofen causes other problems. I can't take it. Oh, yeah. Um, you're not, and you can't take it for an extended period of time. Yeah. Or it's going to fuck your liver up. Yeah. Like, it's, it's bad. If you drink with a lot of ibuprofen in your system, your blood is very thin, and it'll make you, um, you will get very drunk off of a small amount of alcohol because it does weird things to your body chemistry. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of problems with it. And I understand you shouldn't drink on painkillers anyway. Some people are going to. <laughs> it's yeah. Just yeah. yeah, I mean, people do. If they want to, they will. I'm ready for an awesome fucking night. <laughs> yes, you are. Yep. <laughs> I don't um, want to remember it in the morning at all. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe don't want to wake up tomorrow either, so let's exactly. do it. <laughs> I, I think we've all awakened at uh, on some morning with, like, phone numbers that we couldn't explain in our pockets and, like... I mean, that experience has never happened to me, but I've definitely not remembered some nights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they weren't, like, people I wanted to date. They were businesses that I was interested in contacting the next day. Just knowing you, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> I was, I needed some stuff made out of plastic and I needed to call a bunch of plastic manufacturers. I, I don't, I can't explain it. The worst thing that I did is I woke up dry heaving with the handle of my car in my hand. Oh no. Oh. So I was like, I don't know what, what happened. happened? <laughs> That that is horrible. Yeah, yeah. But I I found out later that I did not drive, which is good. Don't drink and drive, guys. Good. Um, it was my car. I was trying to get into my car for something, but it was fucking cold, so it was all frozen. Oh, and so I no. pulled it, and it broke off. And I was like, I guess I just went like, well, I guess fuck this. <laughs> Can't get into my car now. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have any good shout-outs this week. I know, just, usually the shout-outs are at least, like, one... One good and one bad. And this it's is all just, bad. This week bad. has been full of rage. <sighs> and that's Same. why I'm doing the rant this week instead of you. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to go uh, go ahead with it? Sure. So, um, I'm a Tulsa native, and for those Tulsa natives, you know that there are these commercials... For Tulsa Men's Clinic, and every year and every time I hear them, they definitely seem to get more troublesome and more toxic as time goes on. And I was sitting in my car, and I one of those wonderful commercials came on. It's one of the rare times I'm watching or listening to the radio, and I hear can't remember his name, but we all know it. I'm sure we can all hear it in our head right now just because I said Tulsa Men's Clinic. But he goes on and on and is very transphobic about sexes and, you know, from 2 to 64, God will, you know, take care of us. 2 and to 64 genders, right? Yes. Well, no, he said sexes. Oh. He specifically said sexes. Yeah, that's not the which case. Which is wrong as well. <laughs> like, But, um... He just then just went on to say, you know, low T is a very feminine thing. And, you know, there's a bunch of these weirdos, a.k.a. trans people or people who don't identify as either a man or a woman. Um, and then that God and the governor will take care of the rest and then they will be there for your low testosterone. And I just wanted to punch people in the face for that. And so we... We did some research, didn't we? 
Yeah, apparently this, you know, hoax has been around for quite some time, just in different forms. Since the 20s. And do you remember how they they solved this perceived issue in the 20s? Yes, but I also don't remember exact specifics. Did they chop their own off and then get the goat on? Is no. that? Okay. Wait, no. what the fuck? So yeah. you're, you're imagining exactly what this is. They, they sewed goat testicles to their legs. Okay, I didn't know where. Believing that these... Y'all can't see my face right now, but my mouth has been open <laughs> this entire time. Here's the best part. <laughs> Low testosterone is really, really, really rare. Yes. It is not a common thing. And these guys are telling people, telling men, that they probably have it and they should get testosterone supplements, um, which are actually very cheap. But the cost of the clinic is like $3,000 a month. Yeah. And you have to keep going. It's like a spa for testosterone tea, basically. You have to go because God wants you to go. Yeah. Because God wants wants your dick to work. Yeah. So instead of spending that $3,000 in areas that actually need it, like poverty, shit like that, I want to spend it. $3,000 to make sure that I can get an erection. (laughs) Yes. Well, and or, you know, $3,000 to a doctor who could actually maybe identify the true health issue that's not caused by low T, but could be taken care of another way that may be serious. As simply sometimes as getting a little bit more sleep at night. Right. Right. (laughs) You could have prevented all of that. And just the different modes. They have like creams, you know, and if say... Someone were to put them on and they still had like leftover on their hands and then they go to touch, you know, a female. They now have transferred that low T on from them. The, to, the testosterone. Yeah. Specifically. The testosterone creams mm-hmm. onto a vagina haver who have now is dealing with added testosterone <laughs> into their system. Their kids, you can put your kids through early puberty if you say touch oh, your shit. kids after putting on yeah. a cream. Like that's it, intense. It can cause children to go into early puberty. It can cause women, uh, specifically assigned women at birth or assigned female at birth people, uh, to become very temperamental mm-hmm. and just angry at nothing. Um, also causes. <laughs> Uh, women to grow facial hair and to top it all off it affects pets mm-hmm. it could honestly it could kill your pet if you have <laughs> it and you're petting it it's going through its membranes it's you know its skin and it could kill it it can cause your dog to be very sick um in extreme cases it can cause death in in men who don't need it it can cause uh, the FDA says heart attacks, strokes, um, <laughs> specifically that. And then in their commercials or on their website, they specifically like to mention that it doesn't cause heart attacks or strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has this lovely effect in men called second puberty, <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like. So you have a 40 year old man who has now got <laughs> horrible acne <laughs> Um, it's, it's terrible. And most men really don't have low testosterone. That's, that's the best thing. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, honestly, I feel like 
it a lot of it can happen from stress too like i've been with people that like yeah they're just really stressed out or yeah. like uh, anxious about something and you you know you can't focus and shit like that i mean just like if like i just like if i were trying to get off and i'm not focused on it i'm thinking about something else it's not going to happen yeah. it's just not going to happen right and that's okay also side note on like <laughs> petting your pets and stuff like that. I feel like if you just touched your dick, you should probably wash your hands after you have that. Like, please. wash your hands. Okay. I mean, we're still having to tell people to wash their hands, so please, yeah. wash your fucking wash hands. Wash your fucking hands. We're still coming out with novel ways to teach people to wash their hands for long enough because they can't count it's to happy 20. Birthday. It's a happy birthday song. Right? If you yeah, can't count to three 20, it, 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 no. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Then you should have someone else washing your hands. <laughs> Still. <laughs> exactly. Oh Don't my drink the sanitizer. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> also, fuck Tulsa Men's Clinic. I hope yeah, they die. It's very transphobic, and it's been super toxic. And when when we, we put this out there, you, you ranted about it on Facebook, and somebody <laughs> so said that... Uh, listeners to the radio have like threatened to burn the studio down because of these ads. Mm -hmm. Listeners well, don't do that. And there was a host that was like, get them off my show. Like, you cannot play the commercials during my show anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that and this is so fucked up and sad, but I, I mean they've always thought that way. They're just ballsy enough now to say it out loud yes mm -hmm. and like i feel like it's okay to do yeah, so exactly because of certain people that were per put in power yeah they're emboldened right yeah exactly <laughs> they feel like they can just say whatever the fuck they want because that's okay it's okay to do that because i'm just being real you being real still makes you a dick <laughs> you're just a real dick now i uh <laughs> anyways Today I saw You got me all pissed off yeah. It's the rant It's the rant <laughs> It's the rant It's the power of the rant Yeah I saw an ad from the Special Olympics today That was like pleading for people to stop using the R word Why did I click the comments? Because there's a whole bunch of people going like If you're getting offended Well then you're just not smart enough And I'm like Dude it's Special Olympics You can't You can't fucking say that yeah, I'm sure um, those comments were pretty wonderful. They're the, the, I mean, they're the ones that are saying like, hey, quit calling me this word. And you're going, no, here's why I should be able to. That makes you a bad person. Yes. No if, ands, and but. Yeah. You're a bad person. You're not <laughs> contributing to national discourse on the R word. We've discussed it. And we, we've come to the conclusion for all of you that do not know or haven't been around for a while. We don't say that. It's not <laughs> even in medical textbooks anymore. That's anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's <laughs> just. Yeah. It's the rant. It's the power of the rant. We're just having to educate you on being a decent human being. It costs nothing. <laughs> yeah, episode by episode. Go. God damn it. We'll get there. <laughs> So I'll read the fact because this is new. So I'm just going to cold read this. <laughs> the high speed dental drill made its debut in 1957, quickly followed by lasers to treat gum disease. So they invented the drill and then very soon after we're like, we've mastered this. Laser. Break out the lasers. <laughs> I have questions. 
I'm going to contact a dentist tomorrow. <laughs> a really old one. I'm going to have to find like a dental historian. I, I know, it's like from one that was around 1957. Is there a dental museum? I bet there I is. I bet there fucking is. I mean, there's a museum for everything, so <laughs> yeah. why not? Why yeah. not? I hope there's people's teeth there too, though. That's important. I mean, I, I have one tooth. I that know. This <laughs> came out of my face. That is now on a necklace? Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, we still, obviously, we still use the high-speed drill, and we still use the laser. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, they haven't, I'm sure they've improved tremendously. I <laughs> hope so. 57. <laughs> well, so I know, I, I actually know what the drills were like before they had these high-speed drills, because I saw one in the Ripley's Museum, and it was, like, pedal-powered. Like, there was, <laughs> like, a sewing machine, like an old sewing machine Ooh. had pedals, and like you keep pushing your yeah. foot down. Oh, okay. yeah, like a foot okay. pump. And it wasn't. It didn't spin very fast. So apparently, it was incredibly painful. And they also didn't have great anesthetic back then. No, they introduced it. I think about twenty or thirty years before that came out. Um, and even then, it wasn't that great in that time when that decided to come out. They wow. also used to charge you to get anesthetic. So we do, I mean, you get anesthetic for free. Not like it's just, it happens. Bless. Part but, of the right? procedure. It's just, it's just a given. Bless. Right. But before they charged you money if you wanted to get numb. Yeah. And if you couldn't pay it too bad, too bad. Wow. Yeah. And I think with the, the, the foot pump thing, uh-huh. I'm thinking about it cause I've seen them work. That would be so fucking difficult. Like I play the drums sometimes and just getting... <laughs> Just getting my foot pedal. Yeah. And that's so fucking hard. So those dentists had to have been so skilled or just fucked people up. I'm oh, they fucked I mean, people up a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the latter during that yeah. time. Yeah. Well, knowing today that there's still at least one dental office in town that specializes in just fuck it, we'll pull it. Mm. Which there's is a like, lot of dental offices like that, honestly. The older dentists. Feel yeah. That way. Oh, mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can't fix it. We'll just pull this te- tooth out. Not, not like you were using it for anything. <laughs> that makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my teeth cost so much money, and thinking about that, uh, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around that because I had braces and like mm-hmm. really extensive, de- extensive dent- dental work when I was a kid. Yeah, and. I haven't ever had a cavity. I haven't have ever had anything worked on really serious except having lucky, wisdom teeth out. Lucky. You should also see their toothbrush. Yeah, it's because their toothbrush after um a, usually about a week or two looks like is mashed down. Yeah, like the the, no! the wind, like the wind has just taken it and like you know willow You're trees. You're brushing too hard. I do. I do. I used to break them. I I've gotten better. Listen, I've ha- I have the same. I have the same issue. Um, but it will cause recession. Yeah. And so like, if you're, if you're going to brush hard, at least get a soft, like a soft bristle toothbrush. That's the other problem. I also bought the extra firm ones. (laughs) No! 
You're literally <laughs> taking you're enamel literally, off. Yeah. yeah, and you're cutting your gums oh, yeah. with it, like little micro abrasions on your gums. Oh God, <laughs> it makes me cringe. <laughs> and I didn't know that was wrong for a long time. I've gotten a lot better, but yeah. when I was a kid, my my dentist seriously told me brush your teeth until it hurts. No, what yeah. the fuck? Here, look, look at this. Y'all can't see it, but <laughs> see. Yeah, you've how, got how far down it receding, goes. Yeah, it's because I would brush all the time. I got an electric toothbrush. I'm gonna get you one. I have an electric toothbrush, but now. it's an but it's an electric toothbrush that lights up red when you're pushing too hard. Oh, I'm gonna get you that one. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, because that's the one I have, and every time I start like, because it's just a habit, yep. you start pushing you it, it goes red, room. and you're like, oh, I need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> They, they really told me that they were like, your gums are going to bleed a couple of times, but then it won't ever happen again. That's just calluses, right? They just told me to make calluses on my, That's in my mouth. That's not right either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's That's not right. That's so yeah. wrong. Yeah. This yeah, is, now, but... I'm 34 years old. Where did this you go is, to a dentist? Right. This was a... High-end orthodontist in Tulsa. Okay. Oh, my I was just curious God. if you were in Tulsa or somewhere like, else for it. So, like, 20 years ago. Ooh, that's still okay. not that very long ago. Well, <laughs> and I'll tell you this. This is... I have two facts about dentistry right off the bat. First, dentistry is always 10 years behind the technology. So, if oh. it was 20 years ago, it was technically 30 years ago okay. in the technology they have. Also, fun fact about... Uh, 57, pretty much all the way up, I would say to probably the 80s, um, dentists would smoke in the operatory while they were working on you, smoke cigarettes, and have no gloves. So they'd be barehanded, oh smoking God. a cigarette, uh, get out of my mouth. working on your teeth. Get out of my so mouth. So they'll, they'll <laughs> smoke the cigarette, put it down on the counter that's supposed to be sterilized, and go right back to putting their hands in your mouth. No fucking joke. <laughs> no joke. Only like 30 years ago, this was a thing. I'm just saying. That's not... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah when I, so I, I was never able yeah. to get x-rays done because anytime I put the film in my mouth, it just like fucking throw up. Yeah. Yeah. And I always cut my gums anytime I put it in. There And there are a lot of tricks to get... Because I'm a, I'm a gagger too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of tricks that you use. And fun fact, the very last trick that you want to use is actually putting salt on the tip of your tongue. That'll help you not gag. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they so they uh, they got this new x-ray when I was a kid, so I didn't have to put the film directly in my mouth. Um, it was like something that I could put on the outside of my mouth, I think, and then the x-ray would, would circle my face. It's a, a pano, a pano machine. It takes a... A picture of your entire entire arch. Yeah, yeah a panoramic machine. <gasps> it, it, I think wasn't, it's seen it wasn't it's so bad. Easy. You just bite on it right here and it goes around your head. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it I didn't have to put uh, any I don't like anything in my mouth. Period. Just I don't I don't want I don't chew gum. Yeah, that's true. And I don't do the fucking x rays. I just can't. It freaks me out and I panic. And then throw up on the dentist floor. <laughs> and they got, they would get so mad at me. And I'd be like, no, you're the fucking enemy. You shut up. You you're are the, the dentist. Enemy. Let me ask you this. Did, do you get anxiety and panic whenever they're in your mouth working? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can tell you why. Because I actually just learned this. 
So <laughs> what? I'm just like I'm thinking of like my dentist's office experience with uh, all of them and like okay. orthodontics and having like that fucking mold of your teeth made where yeah. the mold's just getting further and further down my throat and I'm over here just drooling <laughs> and I'm like oh my god please don't go down my throat. Yeah, it's not cute. No. Like dentistry is no. not cute. So. So, um, there's a huge majority of the population, I would say 70% of the population have some sort of dental anxiety. And I found that it's not actually anxiety about the dentistry itself. It's because as humans, we are like our survival is to make sure we get as much oxygen as we can. So whenever there's something in your mouth, psychologically you feel like you're not getting enough oxygen so it causes panic and it causes anxiety so it's actually the fact that you guys are feeling like oh i can't breathe and that's what's giving the anxiety not the dentist itself that makes sense oh okay i mean they've hurt me a lot because of the braces yeah and so that's just traumatic yeah (laughs) yeah i I had really really bad teeth uh as a kid like they they grew in directions that they shouldn't grow right, yeah. and and the braces hurt really bad and I, I can never not think about that so as an adult I've always gone to a, a sedative dentist like like they sedate you yeah. before and it's yeah. been great because then you get the day off because you're fucked up yeah. <laughs> and you get to be fucked up which is mm-hmm. also awesome <laughs> Yeah, at my dental office, we prescribe Halcyon. Yes. Yeah, and so, uh, honestly, a lot of patients will give Halcyon, too. Um, we'll wait until about 20 minutes before their dental appointment, tell them to take it, have a driver, and, like, that's it. You get your dentist. Thank dental, you, Triazolam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's easy, easy. It's, Halcyon is the shit. I, I prefer Versed if oh, we're Versed. going with, like, surgical benzos. Mm-hmm. But um, that's just because I had a surgery and I found out that before surgery, if you say you're nervous, they give you a really light dose of it. And it's great. (laughs) It is like. Well, and it's not just good for the patients. It's honestly good for the dentist and the dental assistants. They're not going to get bit. Yeah, they're not going to get bit. And then (laughs) they're more relaxed. And the most that they have to do other rather than fighting like a person's anxiety is just say, um, I need you to open a little wider because everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, so that's it. <laughs> I, uh, I woke up during my first, I got my wisdom teeth got pulled out, um, in two different, uh, surgeries. Yeah. And, uh, the first time they just went and got one. So it was really bad. And I woke up during it Ugh. and I couldn't like say I'm awake. They're in my mouth. I felt them break the tooth in half. Ah, like the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. Crazy. It didn't hurt. It yeah, was really it's just the pressure. Cringy and like that's the only way I can describe Ugh. it. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. You but, can hear it from the inside. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I called them to make my second appointment, and I was like, "So you might want to like up the dose." And she said, why? And I said, oh well, I remember you guys were in my mouth and like broke my tooth. And she went, um, I have no idea how you could know that unless you're telling the truth. And <laughs> that's how I found <laughs> out I needed more. I needed more sedatives to to actually stay out. Yeah. To keep sedated. Yeah, yeah. 
And if they were monitoring you correctly, yeah. they would have noticed that you your heart rate had like increased and you had woken up and they could have pushed more drugs. Yes. <laughs> well, I ended up just going to a different person afterwards. They went to yeah. a plastic surgeon afterwards and they were much better. Oh, yeah. So, like, like they treated me like a human being. Instead of just, let's get you in and get this tooth out and get right, you out like of here. Right, like a revolving door kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, the, the first one, like, actually told, um, they, they told my mother about, like, stuff they were going to give me because she called them concerned that they were going to give me pain medication. Of course they are. Well, yeah, you're well, having that's just surgery, standard. Well, because whenever you get, like, impacted wisdom teeth which are the wisdom teeth that are underneath your gum yes. tissue so whenever you get those type of wisdom teeth out you guys have to understand that's not pulling a tooth that is going into your jawbone breaking the jawbone a little bit to pry the tooth out of your yeah. jawbone <laughs> yeah, the, the, but just take an ibuprofen 800 yeah you'll be fine and so my Every mom six to eight hours my yeah. mom is is kind of nuts uh-huh. and she called them and was like don't you give him percocet but that's standard percocet right? is standard for <laughs> after Christ. wisdom teeth i uh i said if you don't want to i guess you can give me morphine it's not as strong and the dentist argued with me and i was like okay here's the molecule um, I drew it on your whiteboard. You can study this. I'm going somewhere else. Right, because like oral surgeons and dentists are not pharmacists. They nope. have to look at a book sometimes to see what dosage they should give you. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking joke. Maybe maybe they need to go to medical school for a little bit longer than what they do now. Well, oral and oral surgeons are better than general dentists. Because they did have to, like, they did have to yeah. go to medical like school, too. Like, some kind too. of anesthesiology, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, training, in yeah, a way. Yeah, uh, the oral surgeons that I've worked with have done dental school and medical school. They, so they are, like, doctor so-and-so, DMD, MD. Oh, okay. And, so, okay. and they're the best. If you're going to go to an oral surgeon, I would go to a DDS, MD, or a DMD, MD. So. That's good information. Yeah. That's, no, that's why we do know. the show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the answer was just go to a plastic surgeon who gives you a shitload of Versed. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They should. Okay, listeners, I will warn you. Find out what your uh, your anesthetic is going to be. And if it's Versed, do not go to the drugstore afterwards because um, it has a wonderful side effect of kleptomania. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't. I did not do this <laughs> i'm saying i didn't steal anything but it absolutely they really will, wanted to <laughs> it makes you want to and you Everything. don't it's not like i want to steal this thing it's like oh i'm in a place this is mine and you just put it in your, you're not even it makes your brain not fucking work <laughs> and, <laughs> and apparently it's like a thing for people uh, getting out of surgery to go to fill their prescriptions, <laughs> like, like pocket, you know, several items on their way out. <laughs> this is lovely conversations I've had with like <laughs> dentists and. <laughs> well, I feel like you can't be held responsible. I think right? so. I mean, I mean, like you're not of sound mind. Right, technically. right, exactly. Like, no, no, man, I was high. I, I don't. <laughs> 
I, I was just that. at the dentist's office. I don't know how I got there. Call my dentist. He knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I had this feeling when I did. And of course, I had someone with me who was driving me and everything. So I didn't pocket anything. But I definitely remember going like, is this cell phone charger mine? And then somebody going, no, put it down. And uh, so I asked a dentist I met at a bar and he was like, yeah, no, it's super common. They'll steal shit from our office. <laughs> like, no, no, put, put that down. Yeah, that it's down. not your scalpel. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I have to wonder what they deal with in the recovery room. I mean, some of my favorite videos to watch are the after the wisdom teeth get taken out. Yeah. You so, know, like... So some people actually react extremely violently. Yes, I like, do. Vi- like <laughs> violent. Yes. Yeah. And like, we have to be like, all right, it's okay. Everything is okay. And like, have someone kind of like, like push them back down. Like at the, We don't anything? have restraints, but we will have the person that brought them because they're more comfortable with them. Like if they're trying to get up, like just push them down. <laughs> Sit down. (laughs) Sit down. Or maybe drug him up a little bit more. You know? Yeah, I I, uh, react violently when I wake up from from, uh, anesthesia. We learned after I got burned, Mm -hmm. um, I woke up in my hospital room in the burn ward surrounded by security guards because I had uh, acted violently against a nurse. I have no memory of, of any of this. I don't think it was anything that they did. I don't think it was like, I think it was like, where the fuck am yeah, it's I? A, it's disorienting. Yeah. I mean, and people get confused and they get scared when they're confused. <laughs> um, I know that also a reaction is like, they're just so open. Like I've had more people flirt with me. I bet. Yeah. When they are, <laughs> when they're recovering from being sedated. And I mean, like, Whoa. Is it everyone? Like this? things that made me blush. I'm sure. And yeah. if you've heard my comedy, my set, that is hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> just like, you, you have people who have zero inhibitions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's like giving someone, I mean, it's a benzo. It's like Xanax yeah. or yeah. Valium. It's it, except it's on, you know, a fact, it's a factor of 10 <laughs> Greater delivered straight into your veins. Yes, Ivy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so yeah, people are going. It's like truth serum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they gave it to me before I had my gallbladder taken out, just to like calm me down because I was nervous. Um, I was in the middle of a sentence, and then she pushed it, and it just went. Oh yeah. And the next thing out of my mouth was. I need some fucking snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so I I was sedated whenever I got my wisdom teeth out. Yeah. And um, I'm a very competitive person. And whenever somebody says I can't do something, I'm gonna do it. And so they were like, it. they're they're like count um count backwards from ten, right? <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I'm like, I'm gonna get all the way there. And they're like, no, you're not. I was like, no, I yes, am. You watch. <laughs> I am. And so probably about four, I was like. But I made it. (laughs) But barely. (laughs) Yeah, I never do. I never make it past. Kind of came out of the mouth. 
Yeah, like I was like, I remember like holding on, like I gotta make it. I'm getting That's to That's pure work. willpower. And you wake up and you're like, oh, when does this start? And, oh, we've, it's we've done. finished. We're finished, we're all done. I time traveled. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so oh, let's, let's go ahead to some questions. <laughs> This is this is how every A episode starts. Start. I love it. <laughs> what are your pronouns? Um, he or no, she and her. She I mean, her? sometimes you know, I do like to be called daddy on occasion. <laughs> but she and her, yeah. She and her, gotcha. Yeah. So, what exactly do you do as an office manager? Oh, and everything. I can't just say everything. Okay. What um, kind of, yeah, besides <laughs> everything, what specifically do you do in a nutshell? Okay, so besides, like, the billing and going over treatment plans and financial stuff um, and scheduling, so all of, like, the basic regular stuff, I also have to hire people, terminate people, and, like, fire them, not kill them. But. <laughs> That's my job, actually. <laughs> Um, hire them, fire them, train them, um, coach them, do write-ups, things like that. Um, I also have to, I, I actually do a lot of mentoring with other office managers and I also, um, have traveled around and trained other offices on how to present treatment plans and, um, teach them how to properly speak to people in an empathetic way and create like a, a financial plans for, for people. Because like I, I say all the time, like I never want to replace your dental problem with a financial problem. And so mm -hmm. I train people on that. Um, and then this is the trickiest one. Whenever I have dentists that I work with, um, anyone who has a doctor before the name tend <laughs> To not listen to feedback very often. What? I don't know. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. But one of my biggest jobs is I, I have to um, uh, blend like to that person, to that doctor, whoever it is. And I have to coach them and train them on how to talk to people. Not only on how to talk to people, but also honestly like new doctors who just come out of school. If, uh, if they pull a tooth, right, I have to go in and be like, so did you talk to them about a replacement? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, well, I'm sure that you told them, because I have to do it this way. Oh, okay. I'm sure that you told them that once a tooth is pulled, the teeth next to them start shifting and they're going to lose those too. And they were like, they'll be like, oh, you know what? I I'm going to go back in there real quick. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> Just to make sure, you yeah, know. So you, yeah. have to, you have to know an entirely different way of talking to a person who has a different attitude just yeah. in general. Like, Yeah, it's um, a lot of uh, the people that I work with say that I mind fuck people. <laughs> if I don't, you do, you right, do. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't like that, like, terminology. It, I will say that, like, the word ma manipulating and manipulation always has a negative con uh, connotation. It shouldn't. You say that. It doesn't. No, yeah. it shouldn't. Because we'll just be like, yes, I do manipulate people, right? But I manipulate them in a way because I know what's best for them and what they should be doing. None so of this bad. sounds good <laughs> out of context. Okay, listen. 
It is because they have psychological blocks up. And so the way I choose my words and the way I deliver them helps for them to bring down those defenses and those psychological blocks so that they can be open to their own potential. Better? See? Yes. Better. Well, and you're not just there to like and criticize them. It's not about that right. either. It's just you are trying to help them and yes. you want their business to be profitable yeah, because you yeah, want that's them to be able to talk to their is patients. To make, yeah, my whole job is to make sure that they're successful. You well, know? <laughs> and if you really want to be critical about something, it's that doctors do have a sort of attitude of fuck you got mine yes and and it's because i get it they went through all this medical school yeah, i mean and they they i mean it is a big i know yeah like it's hard they have no social life like it is all just hard work and so and i mean i so i kind of get it and a lot of the dentists this is their first job because they went straight from high school to college to dental school. To the dental school. So they've never had a do- they've never had to socialize. <laughs> so they're yeah. all fucking weird. And my boyfriend's a dentist, so <laughs> I was say that. Also weird. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure he's got some like difficulty socializing in general. He's actually he can blend really well. He's actually a lot more social than I am. And now he has some problems with being emotionally open <laughs> okay that's fair but, yeah you know but i mean he he can talk to anybody but i think that's because he's been doing dentistry for a while so he has to he had to learn he had to learn how to, to talk yeah be everybody's buddy and exactly the yeah. dentist office is all also a very anxiety ridden place for most people mm-hmm. you also don't want to go in with a doctor who has terrible basically I say bedside manner. It is bedside manner. No, it is. It is. So, you know, terrible. So it makes your anxiety worse because you think your doctor's a dick when in all all reality, they just don't know how to communicate this information to you without it being scary or whatever. And then that's where I come in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's my job. Well, I kind of wonder how many doctors or dentists are maybe on the spectrum Mm -hmm. or... Because anything yeah. with yeah. a hyper focus or a specialist, uh, any specialized, sorry, <laughs> any specialized position, yeah, is going to have people who are maybe autistic who mm-hmm. uh, do really well at that, but cannot talk to people. Yeah, incredibly at all. socially awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this might be a surprise to to y'all and uh, your listeners. A lot of dentists are actually do art as well because dentistry itself is a mixture of science and art. Hmm. Yeah. So like, so imagine like whenever you're, we're making a, a crown or a bridge or something, it's not just fabricated. You have to make it like the temporaries. You make it and you contour it and you shape it. That was weird <laughs> with my hands. But and you while, know what while I mean? describing, I got like actual hand movements and then molding, you know. I mean, I'm seeing so, it. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, so especially with like your front teeth, like it is an art. Okay. So it's, it's science and art mixed. So a lot of them do art on the side, like painting, things like that. And honestly, dentist's office tend to have the better art I've noticed in their offices. Mm-hmm. Like they just have better shit hanging around than just a regular yeah. weird battle scene or something from a doctor. Oh, it's yeah. weird. Well, remember we worked for a dentist. Um, he owned a, oh, a cannabis yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was real awkward. 
Yeah. Was it Dr. Anderson? No, I no. can't okay. say his name. But uh, not on air. He, oh, well, Dr. he was. <laughs> he was pretty awkward. He was super nice. Didn't know how to talk to people for his business. He had another guy who his job was like to be the social side of the business, to be the face. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was not a charismatic dude. Didn't really talk all that much either. Like, yeah. Would just uh, from like, you know, on a ladder or from across the room, you'd hear him laugh at something somebody would say. And like maybe throw in a comment, but other than that, you would he would just go about doing his business and then like give you an order if you needed to do something, but that was about it. Yeah. Well and well it goes from like that side from the being incredibly like kind of quiet or socially awkward to the other side where they're just too fucking much and I have to I have to start coaching them on professionalism. Dialing it back. Yeah. I have had You're doing too much. There has been a doctor and I'm not fucking joking you. There has been a doctor that extracted a baby tooth on a kid, pulled it out, and wiped their forehead with it. The the kid's forehead with it. Like, ha ha ha, like a joke. And I was like, that's not a fucking joke. <laughs> Thanks. What are you doing? <laughs> that's real weird. It's so weird. Or like wear cargo shorts into the office <laughs> to do dentistry. And like, I mean, it's just, or making like comments, like weird innuendos. And I'm like, please stop. Please stop. You're doing too much. Just stop. I'd rather you not talk at all than do this. Like, uh, can we start from the other end of the spectrum? You deal with, you deal with the doctors. How often do you deal with patients? Oh, all the time. I'm the person that usually handles all of the belligerent patients or anybody with complaints. I try to empower um, my team to handle like regular complaints. You yeah. Know? But I always keep my ear open. So if I hear them like getting louder, I I'll immediately stand up and be like, um, go ahead and come to my office. Like I, I'm really firm about it because no matter what, um, what like job you have, yelling at a person or cussing a person out that's not okay it's not okay like you're not gonna treat my team like that Mm -hmm. not ever like they will always come first you know and so I will handle the belligerent patients and I can tell you this I'm pretty good at that too (laughs) because almost every single patient I've been like you need to come to my office if you would like to speak (laughs) and then uh, um, we would talk about it and they always end up Leaving my office apologizing. As so, they should. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hashtag mindfuck. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> mindfuck. What made you get into this field? So, weird, funny story. I don't know if it's that funny, but it's weird. <laughs> so, I've actually always been in um, fast food management before dentistry. Like, um, I don't have a degree or anything like that. I started out at Sonic. I worked there for nine years. I was like, fuck this. So <laughs> I went to a pay- long time to work at I Sonic, know, too. I know. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I was so, um, I was a manager there, and then I said, fuck this, and I went to Panda Express, because that's better. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and so I worked at Panda, Panda Express, and I hated my supervisor. She was a bitch. <laughs> so I called, um, 
another one of the managers that had just recently quit. And I was like, hey, do you like your job? Like, how does it feel quitting? You know, I was like, does it feel good? (laughs) Does it feel real good? I just need to know. Um, And she was like, yeah, I love it. She she had a degree and everything like that. And she uh, was a manager at a dental office. And she was like, I actually think that you have a really good personality for it. I was like, I don't have I don't have any experience in dentistry at all. Like, I'm going to go from Panda Express to dentistry. (laughs) Seems fine to me. Yeah, right. No big deal. It's a logical jump. Yeah. And uh, she was like, no, you don't need to have experience because it's management. It's really just um, like your soft skills, like your personality, things like that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's like, just send me your resume. And so I sent in. She forwarded on to her boss. And um, I interviewed. I had to do four interviews with four different people moving up in the chain in order to get that job. It was intense. Four interviews. Four interviews with four different people, all the way up to the VP of the region, the vice president of the region, wow. before I could get that job. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? I have been doing it now for seven years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I actually just interviewed on Tuesday for the specialty regional manager position, which I have been working towards for about six years. Well, that's amazing. I I hope you get it. Me too. Thank you. It'll be a nice step up there. Yeah. So what's the worst and then the best thing about your job? Um, I would say the worst thing is whenever whenever I'm in with a patient presenting a treatment plan, and if they're young, like, I would say even late 20s, early 30s, or something like that, and um, they have to get their teeth removed, like, specifically their front teeth, it, it just, it breaks my heart, because they usually start crying and stuff like that, and I can tell, like, like it hurts them. Like it, 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 it hurts them on the inside. I mean, obviously their teeth are hurting too, but I mean, <laughs> it hurts them on the inside. And that like, I'm a very emotional person. And so that breaks my heart. And, um, something that I don't ever try to hide. And I think a lot of other managers try to hide it is their emotion and their empathy. And I won't do that. If, if a patient is crying and I feel moved by that, I, I'm going to show my emotion. Do mm-hmm. like, it. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, you're human. You have those. Right. And so, so that, that's hard for me to see people in, in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's sad. So, well, but then there's, there's another side of that coin, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's actually one of my, that's one of the best parts yeah. is, Whenever um, we are able, so I guess, yeah, it goes hand in hand. So whenever I'm able um, to fit the treatment that they need perfectly into their budget, because I'll I'll always start out asking them, what do you feel comfortable putting down towards your treatment? Mm -hmm. And what do you feel comfortable paying a month? And they'll usually tell me, and I always, I will always second ask, are you sure? Because I want you to be comfortable. I want you to have extra money in case there are emergencies, anything like that. And then um, they might change it, they might not. And then I figure out a plan, whether that's starting with one tooth or that's doing the whole thing, whatever is in their budget. But no matter what, we have a plan, we have a long-term plan, we're going to get it done. And then whenever they get it done, it makes, okay, okay, okay. okay. (laughs) It moves me. So 
I see patients walk in with um, either emotional wounds, right? Either their self-confidence is low or um, they're really concerned about getting a certain job or they're in pain or they've had trauma. They've had previous dental trauma. Yeah. Things like that. Um, And then they come in and I help them and we help them and then they leave with not only with their physical wounds healed, but like some of their emotional wounds have healed as well. Yeah, their demeanor seems to change. Yes, like they're, it's like a sigh of relief. Like, I'm able to do this. I'm actually able to do this. And I, they have a self, especially whenever they, we deliver the product and they like smile. And that's the first time I've seen them smile through the whole process. Like (laughs) I've cried with patients. Like I've hugged patients. Um, There was, there was one patient who, um, she had been sexually assaulted before and so terrified. I mean, just, just terrified mm-hmm. of giving, getting a cleaning because oh whenever you're laying down, I mean, you are giving away your, that power. Right. And so we, we did give her a halcyon and whenever she was making the appointment, she was already pretty upset. And so I told her, I was like, I, I understand. I, I, Right. I understand how you feel and your mom can be back there and I will be there. I will be right next to you and I'll hold your hand Mm -hmm. and I'll make sure you feel grounded so that you know that you're safe. And then whenever she came back, that's exactly what I did. I was like, I am unavailable for an hour and I didn't schedule anyone next to her. So it was just her, just her. And I sat there and I held her hand the whole time and she got it done. And I told her I was so proud of her. Like, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, huge. So those those are my those favorite moments. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, those, are good, those are good moments. Yeah. Do you work with multiple dental offices? Um, I have before. Currently, I'm just working with the one. All right. Yeah. All right. What's the biggest obstacle that you've overcome so far? <clears throat> I would say it was my a, a combination of my age and um, not having a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been <clears throat> really difficult um, in the job field just because all of my peers either, it, not in this company, but in the other ones, either had degrees or were much older than me and have been established, right? And so um, they just were taken more seriously. Yeah. And because um, I went into dental office, dental office management at 23 at 23 years old yeah yeah right I can see see. 23 no degree (laughs) right um and so so that that was difficult but I busted my ass and I work hard and then eventually they saw that I work harder than those people with degrees or I worked harder than those people and I have no shame in asking uh, for help on something that I don't know. If I saw an office was doing better than me in a certain area, best believe I called them up and I was like, oh, my God, that was great. How did you do it? Yeah, like, what's <laughs> right? going on? Yeah. Some- and you got to wonder, these people who are who might be looking down on someone mm-hmm. without a degree, like, what? what is your degree? Is it six months of plat? Or is it, right. <laughs> yeah. is it 14 years of medical school? Is it... Right. Let's be realistic. It's probably six months of plat. Yeah. And, and, and they and, have like um, degrees in uh, what is it? It's like humans. I don't know. But like the very basic degrees, like 
like a bachelor's in art or an associate's in art or an associate's in psychology, something like that, that doesn't even necessarily apply. apply but, but they, they have, have a degree. The paper. Exactly. <laughs> they got those papers. Exactly. Good job on that paper, you guys. <laughs> so I do, I really like, and this is probably petty, <laughs> and I could be fucking petty, but I really like outdoing those people. Yeah. Like, especially when they, like, have looked down on me or they have, like, talked shit on my age or something like that. I like doing things so much better than them. <laughs> right. It feels like, good, so much to be better. honest. We yeah. celebrate petty here at we Howdy. We do. Oh, okay, good. We do. <laughs> we do petty well I here. had, there was a, um, there was a woman who looked down on me. Um, her name is Joanne. You bitch. <laughs> Anyways, it was at my other job in Kansas. And uh, she was the front office trainer. And she hated me because I always, like, spoke my mind. I was like, I don't think that that's right. <laughs> and, but she would sign, <laughs> she would sign her emails. Joanne, I can't remember her last name because I didn't care about her that much. Joanne something. And then after it, it said, like, F-A-M-D or something like that. It was like initials. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I looked it up and it's some kind of like certification or like group you join. And it's like Fellowship of Dental Office Managers of America. Okay. (laughs) So me being petty. (laughs) I was like, I spent $165 to get (laughs) that title to get that title. And then as soon as I fucking had it, I emailed her back with those initials. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. I go that far. I will spend money to destroy your confidence. To do this. I'm better than you. That knocks out one of our questions. Do you have any rivals? Oh. Joanne. Yeah, Yeah, Joanne. (laughs) Joanne We've all got a Joanne. Well, that and actually, so Joanne was a rival. Um. And I didn't really have any in my last job. Oh, yes, I did. It was a doctor. It was my doctor. We had a huge falling out before I moved to this company. Oh, it was bad. But it's because he didn't respect my, um, he didn't respect my complex PTSD. Oh, yeah. And he knew that. And so, and he, um, he's a Marine, not saying anything bad about Marines, but he, he, so meaning like he was, he knew how to like stand, he knew how to carry himself and he just like was very big, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and he knew that I had those issues. Like we had developed a friendship and he knew that, right? Well, he got, he had a, a temper problem and I would take all of I would take on all of the bullshit so that he wouldn't take it out on the team. Mm -hmm. So if he was pissed off, he came in and yelled at me, not the team. And so one day he got pissed off about something and he cornered, shut the door and cornered me in my office. And I flipped. I was like, first I was like, I need, I want to go like, uh, let me leave. And he wouldn't let me leave. And then I, I lost it and I started yelling and uh, then I then I quit like two days later. Oh shit! I, like, I would have done no a way. lot more than yelling. That was pretty strong of you to only stick to yelling. <sighs> oh, but then he <laughs> said, but then he said that he wanted me written up because I and I was um, insubordinate. No, he was uh, not intimidated. He felt like a, he was threatened by that, you. That that's it. He he felt threatened by me. 
Bitch, <laughs> I'll give you five, something to be fucking threatened about. But. I am 5'9", 130 pounds. This guy was big. You scary no, no, but to, but to be real, I would have jumped his ass. <laughs> no, no doubt. You I should am crazy. Have. <laughs> I'm saying, I took some real fucking strength to right. end it just fucking screaming. It was bad. So so he's a rival, and now I hate him. And I, I'm battling Fuck with him right guy. now to get get like my mom's case. And uh, he was like, "Well, you have to pay." I was like, "I'm on a payment plan, bish. Give me my shit. <laughs> Give me my shit." Anyways, all right, that's it. <laughs> So you mentioned that the patients flirt with you sometimes, but what is the strangest thing that you've had to deal with uh, in terms of a patient? Is it that? <laughs> it can't be. It's got to be weird. Okay, so there's a couple things. <laughs> there, so there are so many. There are so many. I'm going to start with the flirting because it's gotten more intense than just flirting, okay? Yeah. I have had... I, <laughs> I uh, was presenting a treatment plan, and this is the first time this ever happened, and I remember... It was from seven years ago, and I still think about it. Um, I was presenting a treatment plan, and it was just fillings. And he was like, "Well, are they are they white like white fillings like oh, composite no. fillings?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Do you have them?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." He was like, "Can I see? Will you open your mouth so I can see?" And I was like, "Um, no, but there's a picture right there, and uh, it shows what they look like." He was like, "Oh, okay." And we had to wear name tags with our names on them. He found me on Facebook. No. And tried to video call me. No. No joke. <laughs> no. no joke. Then I had a guy. <laughs> then I had a guy. Like two years later, I had switched offices from one office to another, and he went into my my old office, <laughs> and went up there and was like, um. Where's the, the and this was fucked up. He's like, where's the pretty one? <laughs> and they told him where I worked. And I, I never saw, do that. Right? And I saw him. I knew who he was. And I saw him walking up. And I dive, I dove under my desk and hid under the desk while he was talking to my treatment coordinator Aww. asking where I was. I was like, no, 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 no. So those are the flirting things. Now, some weird, uh, some real weird shit happened out in Muskogee when I was working in Muskogee. We had a guy stand up and piss in the trash can <laughs> in the operatory. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just whipped it out and pissed in the trash can. We also had a guy. <laughs> we also had a guy there that he was going to get an extraction. And so he took off his shirt. <laughs> What? Wait, <laughs> and so, so the doctor's like, "Oh no, no! You 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 put your shirt back on." He was like, "I don't want to get blood on it." And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, we have bibs for that, so I mean, you're gonna have to put your shirt back on." And then, <laughs> at that same office, yeah, honestly, I think it was just Muskogee. Yeah, that's Muskogee. We had um. Homeless people living in our dumpster area. Um, they left a dildo back there. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and then I had a patient's kids go into the bathroom and smear their shit all over the walls. And you know who had to clean that up? 
the person who does everything. <laughs> you? Me. Ugh, gross. <sighs> so there's just a couple. There's just a handful. <laughs> there's just a couple That's of things. insane. <laughs> yeah. Do you, oh, so you kind of mentioned it before, but do you actually have employees that are under you? Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. you say you hire and fire yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I do. You, the uh-huh. office is basically your... Yeah, all of the dental assistants, um, all of the treatment coordinators, um, depending on which company, the hygienists as well. Okay. Um, and then those are all the people, like, that report to me, right? Um, and then the dentist and I are partners, so oh. I'm not the boss of them. They're not the boss of me. We're partners, so we make decisions together. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Is it, like, super fucking easy to get, uh, to become a dental hygienist? Is that? No. Okay. It's actually really hard. It is, at least in Oklahoma, it's so competitive. Like, to get into school, like, a hygiene school, oh, oh, shit. You have to have, like, a an extremely good GPA. You have to have a, a, a high ACT score, relatively high. Um, you have to have uh, volunteer hours. Mm-hmm. You have to have worked in a dental office at some point or shadowed, like, a lot. You have to have letters of recommendation from um, dental, dental peers and stuff like that. Um, so we're shooting down that stereotype. Yeah, it is not easy. It is hard. It's so hard. So they're, you know, they work their ass off to get there. What I have always seen in like pop culture is that dental hygienists are, um, kind of airheaded, uh, always pretty women. Um, and it's super easy to become one. And I was like. But those are the people that, like, take care of your teeth. They can't, that can't be true. Yeah, no, it's... Good to know. Yeah. I will tell you, though, that they are divas. <laughs> like, hygienists are harder to work with than dentists, for the most part. Because, wow. yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have had more arguments... With my hygienist than I ever had with dentists. Like, you can't tell them shit. Yeah. But, I mean, that, I mean, it's still hard to get into school. So. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they are good at what they do. They're just divas. Yeah. And sometimes. They have the attitude to match it, I guess. Right. And sometimes I do have to knock them down a couple notches. And one time I even pulled out our org chart, our organization chart, and been like, um, can you point to where you are? on here and then I was like okay point to where I am and it's right above them I'm like okay I just wanted to make sure that you knew that we're all on the same page now <laughs> right there's that petty thing yeah that's pe- I love it <laughs> I'm like I just want to make sure <laughs> that's incredible so besides the patients what's like the weirdest thing business-wise you've had to deal with as you're you know being a manager I I don't think this is just isolated to the dental field, but having to have conversations about people's body odor. Yeah, that's those a are thing. hard. Those are hard conversations because like you don't want to embarrass them, but also, come on now. 
I, I was having, um, I had to have a conversation about two years ago with the dental assistant because the other dental assistants were coming to me oh, complaining yeah. about like her smell. And so I was doing a shit ton of Googling. How do you do this? It's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's I mean, just, how, yeah, it's a common conversation yeah. and it super sucks, but you gotta it does, do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to have that conversation with a guy at Sonic once just because I couldn't be within five feet of him. It was was rough. I worked in a call center Mm -hmm. um, many years ago, and there was a guy who, uh, he smelled really, really bad, and nobody knew how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And they ended up having to fire him because he would not shower. Oh, man. And he was, like, stinking up a huge, I mean, a huge office. Yeah, I was going to say call center. It's usually pretty open floor. Right, yeah. Yeah, we're talking, like, 5,000 square feet and one big open room, and he was stinking up a quarter of it. See, that's how... That's how the guy at Sonic was. Like, he just just didn't want to shower. Like, he just wanted to shower. Now, now this girl, I kind of... I felt for her because it was a womanly odor... Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that she had bacterial vaginosis that she just wasn't treating. Yeah. And I mean, like, and it's not her fault. It's like an imbalance, but you should, like, you can tell. Right. You know? like, <laughs> like, you, you can tell. Can you smell that? Yeah. Like, is it, have you had it for so long that you now no longer can smell right. what you smell like down there? Right. Or and is I'm this like, it's an easy fix. You. Just get some antibiotic. What? Is this normal for oh, you? Oh, yeah. Like, is this? I mean, if they're not educated, maybe they might, maybe they might think that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, you know? Yeah. But it was rough. Cause I mean, they, the other dental assistants weren't as, um, professional as I was. They would come in and shut the door and be like, her pussy stank. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, okay guys. No. Okay like, now. <laughs> Trust no. me, we know, but like, please don't say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, you can't. Like, she's Please don't. <laughs> I've also had, there was a doctor that I worked with, and this is, this is uncomfortable too, because it was a doctor, I had patients complain, wait for it, about his breath. Uh, it Their own It might have been bad. Because he had untreated periodontal disease. Yeah. And so periodontal disease will cause bad breath mm-hmm. if it's not treated and things like that. And uh, this is, I mean... This is surprising, but a lot of people in the dental field are way behind on their cleanings because they're just, they have patients all day long. They're like, they don't have time to get their own cleanings because they're taking care of other people's cleanings. Like, but he, and it did, it did. (laughs) And I, I had to have, because I didn't know how to write the, I didn't know how to tell him. So I had to have an anonymous person write a review about his breath and then because i i would bring them to him all the time and i'm like hey look at this review we got that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) whatever works i know but yeah (laughs) is it difficult handling the patient's budgets sometimes it can be like whenever i very first started it, it was rough because I it was either kind of like a yes or no. Like, either they were approved for financing or they could pay it in, like, three payments or not. And mm-hmm. I had to see a lot of people walk out and feel like 
embarrassed and disappointed and stuff like that. And I, I hated that. I hated it. And so I think that that's why I kind of created like the conversations that I have with them. And then, um, they saw that it was working. So that's why, you know, I started training other people on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Implemented it. Yeah. And so, um, kind of the way that I do it is that like I told, I told you guys to do the down and then do the monthly. Yes. And so I'll always do the financing applications first for like care credit and stuff like that. Cause that's always, that's always the best option for the patient. Cause it's lower payments. You can do no interest. It's just, you can get below your budget. Yeah. Right. And so if that, um, if that wasn't approved and so again, this is a psychology thing here is like, cause I don't want them to feel bad. I don't want them to feel embarrassed. I want them to have good experiences. So I get the payments they can afford up front because if they're not approved, I go to my calculator and I figure up, okay, how many payments would it take to fit it into this budget? Things like that. Is it feasible? Things like that. Mm-hmm. If it's feasible, I turn around and I say, good news. <laughs> We have options for you, right? Yeah. I was like, and here's an option, right? You put your credit card on file. We take this much out a month and it fits perfectly into your budget, right? Or maybe like $25 more or something like that, but close to it. If it's not feasible, then I will actually do a layaway option with them so that they have like still feel like they are working towards the treatment and they are. Or I might just start with one thing. Or if we can't do that, I'll be like, okay, so let's do this. You'll put that amount down and then you'll pay monthly just what you can afford until we get half of it paid. And then we'll start the treatment and it'll show me kind of that you can make those payments and then you can just pay off the rest in those payments. So no matter what, it's always good news. Not unfortunately or bad news or anything like that. Right. It's always good. People news. are going to get the treatment that they want somehow. Yes, exactly. Or need, really, not necessarily yeah. want, but need. Yeah, yeah. So it was at first, but I, I feel like I've I've perfected it. Yeah. It sounds like so. it. So we're going to take a break now. We've never done this. We do this every episode. Yeah, you like, guys <laughs> know the fucking drill. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. I love you. Hey, do you use drugs? It's okay. I did it for a really long time, and I'm going to be completely honest. Safety was not my number one concern. But if you need clean gear, spoons, condoms, oil burners, or most importantly, Narcan... Come on, man. You got to keep Narcan around. Even if you're not using if you have friends who do, you can keep it. Just throw it in your backpack. Call Shots at 918-973-2671 for free delivery anywhere in Tulsa. Don't use alone, and please keep Narcan on hand. Again, that is Shots. Stop harm on Tulsa streets. That was a solo. We're back. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get straight into it? Yeah, we'll just go right into <laughs> it. Would you recommend this line of work? <laughs> That's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would recommend it to somebody. They have to have a real passion for it, honestly. Because Absolutely. It is, and I, I'm not going to lie to you, it is very stressful, and it takes a really large emotional toll. I can't tell you how many times I, whenever I was driving home, that I would cry. Yeah. I would I would cry in my car, or I'd have to go into my office and shut the door and cry, whether it was just like a really stressful like moment or something mm-hmm. like that, or if the doctor was fucking had a bad day and he was just just telling me all like degrading me all day. <laughs> yeah, that would you know make someone cry <laughs> right? after a while. Or if um if I had patients like a couple weeks ago, I had a 19 year old where we had to remove all of her front teeth. And so I see stuff like that, and that'll make me cry. Or if um, you have to, you just have to be strong on the inside. Because I'll also see kids that have rampant decay, and their parent and and sooner care will cover it hundred percent, but their parents refuse to bring them because they just don't want to take them to the appointments. Ugh, and so so things like that. I mean, it'll break your heart, and like dentistry will break your heart. <laughs> But then there are also really, really good times, and it's also really rewarding. So if you have a passion for it and you are strong on the inside, <laughs> then definitely. <laughs> then yes. Definitely. What would you say to someone? Well, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Is there anything else specific you would tell someone who wants to be a dental office manager? Um, yeah, honestly. Sorry, I just saw that dick. <laughs> so yeah, there's a Missy, distracted Missy dick and then a blue waffle vagina over there. Nice, nice. The yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> um, back to the series. Uh, no. Distracted by dick. <laughs> um, that's my life. Distracted by dick. <laughs> Dickstracted. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um, no, it would be to to read a lot of leadership books. Like, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop reading. Don't ever stop listening to them on Audible, anything that works. You just have to continuously grow because a lot of what you do is working with people and you have to know how to lead people. Being an office manager, it's not, you don't manage people, you manage tasks. You have to lead the people into the right decisions. Um, And usually that is from from behind you're like hey look at this look at this and so Mm -hmm. and and also realize that it's not about you or your success it's about getting everybody else where they need to be and then they'll reach down and pull you up so you can't go into it just wanting you cannot go into being an office manager just worried about yourself you just can't you won't be successful mm-hmm. so you deal with patients you deal with doctors do you deal with insurance companies yes every day every day is it as difficult I'm sorry as we're led <laughs> yes. to believe i mean it is it's very difficult um some of the reps are just massive bitches whenever you talk to them but also it is incredibly frustrating because they'll do anything to not pay they'll do anything to not pay yes and so I've had to learn, um, I've written narratives before for my doctors, because um, at this point I can read x-rays and diagnose shit <laughs> yeah, at this point. I'm not allowed, I don't, for legal purposes, I don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, and you so, can. exactly, right? Like I, you know, but uh, if they're like, no, it's denied because they don't need it, 
I'll go in and I'll I'll print out the x-rays, circle the problem in a big red sharpie, point it out to them, right? And then I write a narrative that says, on this day, such and such had this done because it was cracked. It was cracked or they had a large decay. And then I word it like this. Um, so obviously the only long-term solution for the patient would be a full coverage crown. And I'm sure that now that I've given you this information that you would understand that too and want the best for our patient. Um, so please review this material and pay accordingly. <laughs> and I usually always get paid. So. <laughs> I mean, there's that manipulation. Yeah. Again, but hey, right. You're I doing mean, God's work. Yeah, you're helping people. It's for the patients. I mean... They they needed it or we wouldn't have done it. Yes. Yeah, that's so, the I big mean, thing. It's ridiculous. So that does kind of lead us into the next question. Do you actually, have you had anybody that wanted something done that wasn't necessary? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've had people come in and ask for grills. Yeah. I know, but I don't, but whenever we told them what that required... They didn't want it anymore because grills aren't something that you fit over your teeth. Grills are something where you have to prep the teeth like crowns and put them on there permanently. Yeah, the teeth are filed down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we're like, are you sure? This is a permanent thing. And once you drill into a tooth, you're much more likely to need a root canal later on. And with the grill, because it's typically metal... You're going to have to take it off. You can't go through it. Um, or some people want smile designs uh, where they have, it's just veneers or crowns um, oh, yeah. around uh, on their front teeth because uh, they just want their teeth to look a certain way. So that's considered cosmetic. And so they would pay out of pocket for that. And we would do that. Um, that one's more common than the grill thing. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I wouldn't have even thought to go to a dentist's office for that, though, right. too. That's yeah. interesting. I've also had people, um, they need a crown on front. They want it gold or have the gold uh, outline on it. Right. All right. I've had people come in and say they want a diamond put in their tooth. Yep. Yeah. And we tell them, we're like, okay, we can do it. It won't last. Yeah. It'll, it'll come out. Like, it's just not... <laughs> Oh, fun fact about diamonds in dentistry, we have, um, so there's two different types of burrs. Burrs are the things that you put in the hand pieces that drill the tooth. There's a carbide burr, um, which is just regular metal. You usually prep uh, teeth for fillings and stuff like that with that, no problem. And then there's a diamond burr, because the only thing stronger than your tooth enamel, because your teeth are very strong, the only thing stronger than enamel is a diamond yeah, it's like, I read that enamel is like the strongest thing mm-hmm. in your body. Yeah, and so you have to have a diamond burr to like prep a tooth because it's so strong. Wow. So yeah, that's just a side note. <laughs> I've seen the the prep, like like before they put the veneers on, mm-hmm. and it's frightening how much they have to shave down yeah. on your teeth to yeah. make them fit. And mm-hmm. it ha- that has to hurt. Have you ever, have either of you ever had a crown? No. Mm-mm. Okay, I have one. I have a root canal and a crown up here. So I've had almost every 
procedure that you can get done, which I feel like helps me when I'm talking to patients. Oh, yeah. Have that experience. Yeah. And so um, the only – having it shaved down didn't hurt and putting the crown on didn't hurt. The only thing that hurt is, like, if if they have to go pretty low with the prep, Ooh. like, near the gum line – it will cut the gum tissue around there. Okay. And it, that will that will hurt until it heals. But your gum tissue in your mouth actually is one of the things in your body that heals the fastest. Yes. Your mouth fe- heals so fast. Yeah, I experienced that. <clears throat> I had to go to some court thing here and, you know, that I was with somebody basically and they said that, it, you know, I should take my tongue ring out. But I was in there for a couple hours and still had issues trying to get it back in. And I had had it for like four or five years after that. Like anything mm-hmm. in your mouth just reproduces so fucking quickly. Yeah. Do you want to you want to know a fact about dentistry and tongue rings? They're really bad. <laughs> They're really bad teeth. for your teeth. Yeah. So why? Because they crack them. Whenever, uh, mostly for people who like do that thing where they're like, oh, right? okay, it will wear your enamel off the back of your teeth. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm glad I didn't ever got into that. Habit. Yeah. But I know, I mean, my it's cousin, definitely cracked and I've yes, cracked my, some teeth. Yeah. My cousin will do that thing with her tongue ring and I'm like, stop it. Stop doing that. Yeah, that even that annoys me and I have a tongue ring. <laughs> or chewing ice. Yeah, Chewing that's ice the, is really bad for the your, new for one your that I've heard. Mm-hmm. I love it though. <laughs> I I know a lot of people do. A lot of people do, but it is it's so bad for your teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not just a tongue tongue piercing. It's snake snake bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also those will cause lip Monroe too. And they'll cause that'll cause recession too. Like it'll rub on your gums, and you'll just I mean it will get rid of your gums. Your gum like, literally goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Ow. Think about this stuff before you get it done, kids. Yeah. Or if you get it done, you know, go somewhere that you can get the work done if you need it, because it will get worse. Yes. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, this is one that's actually submitted by the audience. Uh, why are services cheaper when you pay cash? Um, I guess in their experience, when they've paid for any medical procedure, that if they paid in cash it was cheaper than when it was billed to his insurance is that not the case no okay. no that that's that's crazy the only time i've ever heard that is so like um if somebody was if if like insurance wasn't involved or something like that and they had the options of pay of paying in full or using financing if they paid in full we would give them like a 20 percent discount Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Uh, we would do that, but yeah, that's weird because so with insurances, we actually, I I have made it a habit because it's not, so here's something (laughs) that I learned a couple of years ago. So, um, just because something is legal doesn't make it ethical. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And so, um, when something isn't covered by your insurance or, if you have maxed out for the year, like used your benefits up, we can technically charge you cash prices at that point. Yeah. Not not the benefit of your fee, because whenever you have an insurance plan, your fee is cut almost in half. So you're paying just a percentage of half of what it would cost at a cash price. Mm-hmm. And so I've had dentists who are like, well, their insurance maxed out. I want to charge them cash. And I've, I actually quit that office because I was like, I will not do that. 
they pay for their insurance every month, whether it's maxed out or not, they're paying for the benefit. And he was like, well, it's legal for us to do that. I said, I don't care. It being legal is not ethical. And I don't feel like that's right to do. Yeah. And I feel like we should honor their fee. They're already having to pay out of pocket for it. We should honor their fee because a cash price crown is $1,086. A crown with a insurance fee schedule is probably like anywhere from 600 to 800. Wow. Yeah. That's a big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Very big. So I'm sorry, man, that that happened, but yeah, he, that, well, that's crazy. Uh, I think they were billing his insurance uh, higher and he, he thought that it was because the insurance company is going to try to negotiate it down. Well, like whenever we send out claims, so whenever we send out a claim, it will, um, so the claim is a, is a claim 2012. I know that, but that's just what it is. And that means that whenever we send it out in one column, it does have cash fees because we have to show how much it would be. And then there's the allowed amount, which is the fee schedule, the fee schedule. Okay. Right. And then what they'll pay. Now, if a, if um, a pay if a doctor is out of network, just like with a medical plan, they're gonna pay on a cash fee, not the fee schedule. But if oh. you're in network, they'll pay on the fee schedule. Mm. So you should always try to find a dentist that is in network yes. with your insurance. It'll save you a lot of money and make your maximum stretch out farther. Noted. Also, real quick, if you have a large treatment plan. It is better to get it done towards the end of the year. That way your maximum rolls over the next year and you can just continue it on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Life hacks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are dentists really that bad at talking to people? Um, I mean, in general, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but Mm. what, what have you noticed like really glaring with dentists in terms of talking to people? They're too clinical. Okay. They, they, um, whenever they're talking to a patient, they talk too much and too clinically because, and I have to tell them this, this is when I really have to coach them on. Um, so we use a lot of analogies. So I tell them that they have to use analogies with patients. For example, um, if you have an amalgam filling, which are those silver fillings, I tell people that having an amalgam filling in your tooth is like putting a wedge in a wood and every time you hit it, it cracks the wood more and more until it splits open. And that's what an amalgam filling is doing to your tooth. They don't say it like that, right? <laughs> they go into all of the, the science behind it. Um, and it's because, you know, they spent all that money on school yeah. and stuff like that. So they want to they say all these big words. But you do you remember that show, um, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why that is a show is because the majority of people only have a fourth grade intelligence on anything that isn't what they do. Okay. And so whenever patients come in, I tell them, I was like, we, we do have to talk in terms of fourth grade information. Like that's why we use analogies and it's not saying they beg anything bad. Like I have fourth grade knowledge about current events. (laughs) Like I don't know. Um, but that's mostly the thing. They just over talk and it's too clinical. Yeah. That's a great answer that yeah. actually, that, that really simplifies it. So yeah. you, you're good at your job. Thank yeah. you. 
So are your skills transferable to doctor's offices? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it yeah, something you've like considered it. before? I mean... If, no. No. You like, you like dentistry. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I really like I like dentistry, and it's more fast-paced than a, doctor off, a doctor's office is. I feel like I would get really bored. Um, um, because dentistry, too, is like there's so many different things that can be happening that day, especially, especially if we have specialists in, like a periodontist or an endodontist or an oral surgeon, because they'll let me, especially if they're sedated... <laughs> They'll let me come into the room and watch the procedure. Oh, yeah. And you can't do that yeah. <laughs> in the, like, medical field. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm very interested in the clinical part of it, too, and the science behind it. Um, yes, the skills are transferable. I would still have to learn the insurance is different and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm but, sure you stuff know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting pretty close to the end here. So we've got... The questions are getting uh, a little bit more spaced in between. Nice. Do you deal with pharma reps? I don't. You okay. don't? No. Are they a thing in dentistry? No, not really. I mean, I do. Uh, we deal with other reps. Okay. <laughs> like, a, like a shit ton of reps. I have um, a Henry Shine rep, a Patterson rep. Those are dental supplies. They also mm. give medical supplies, but they have our dental supplies. Um, I deal with ultra dent reps, uh, though that's whitening and hygiene material. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we deal with Invisalign reps. So it's almost, almost weekly a rep is coming in trying to do a lunch and learn or sell us something or, or something. Yeah. I'll always do the lunch and learn cause that's free lunch. Well, yeah. Free food. Yeah. Yeah. We can't say I'm, like, free food. I'm like, yeah, let me schedule you right now. What are we doing for lunch We'd that like day? rib crib <laughs> that day. Actually, thank you so much. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so we talked earlier about the, uh, the medication that they pain medication they prescribe. Oh God, yeah. Percocet. Now that recently came under fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Purdue Pharmaceuticals, who introduced Percocet or reintroduced oxycodone mm-hmm. to uh, the American medical field, and they sold it by saying it's less addictive than, or it's less addictive. There's less potential for abuse. There's less right. potential for overdose than these old commonly prescribed opiates and none of it was fucking true Mm -hmm. and it's very weird to to see doctors who still believe even after we've seen purdue pharmaceuticals sued to the point of bankruptcy uh this year that doctors still believe that oxycodone is less addictive than morphine when it's like in actuality 16 times more powerful than morphine (laughs) So, um, I don't know if Percocet is a level four or a level five narcotic. I don't either. Um, but, so our, our general dentists usually are approved through, um, DEA to prescribe up to level four, which would be like, um, Tylenol with codeine or Norco, things like that. Um, Norcos. (laughs) So um, they can also prescribe uh, muscle relaxers or Lorotaps, things like that. So um, now why it's been so difficult is because they've changed a lot of shit. Usually you could just print out a prescription or write it on a 
a prescription pad. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. You have to have an uh, what's called an e-script, yes. which means they have to have an app on their phone and get a new code every single time. They have to get a new code to put into the computer every time they want to prescribe a medication. Yeah. And um, I started a doctor uh, a couple weeks ago, and he didn't have his set up. And we had patients that were in pain. And the lady was not helping me. I was like, listen, I have at least three patients waiting on their pain medication. And I don't know if you've ever had a toothache, but it fucking hurts. And so they need... Like, they need their medication. So I don't know if you have to have another doctor prescriber or something, but I need this worked out right now. Figure your shit out. Right. (laughs) And so we ended up having to have another doctor from another office send in the medications for our patients until we finally got it figured out. And fortunately, you don't prescribe anything really long term. Yeah. I mean, usually just probably like. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll prescribe about two weeks worth. Yeah. And um, until. Or at least until we can get them on the schedule, because sometimes we're booked out and stuff like that. Yeah. I think right now, if if you go see a new doctor, the max they can give you is one or two weeks. I don't remember. And then after they develop a relationship with you, then they can go longer than that, but no longer than a month and no refills. And it's very difficult. Yeah. We tried to prescribe. We actually just a week or two ago tried to prescribe um, additional pills like more pills than normal because you know it was gonna be a while the pharmacy called us and said no yeah nope you have to write it for less and then call in another one whenever they need it i'm like yeah this is a doctor calling it they know what they need yes like right i mean shouldn't you believe the doctor who's prescribing the medication for the pain like you don't you don't even know what's going on and i don't know um like tooth pain the pain in the mouth Mm -hmm is like the worst also it's extremely dangerous having an infection in your mouth um goes directly into your bloodstream and it can uh if you have an infection in your mouth and it goes into your bloodstream it can travel to your brain and there have been people that have died from a toothache because it moved into their brain yeah it happens Mm -hmm. it used to be very common Mm -hmm. it's not common anymore thanks to modern antibiotics but right yeah, that's that's totally a that's a huge risk. And yeah. people who are in pain won't eat either. They right. won't sleep. Yeah, They'll, they can't. They just constant can't. headaches too because of the pain. Like Throbbing, it's just not a stabbing. good fucking yeah. thing. Well, and you know, per- we were talking about periodontal disease earlier. Yeah. So some things that people don't know is actually sixty to seventy percent of the population have some form of periodontal disease. Wow. And it is contagious. You can pass it on to your partner because it's a bacteria. And it's in <laughs> the bacteria is in your bloodstream. So it causes um it has a really bad effect on people with diabetes. It causes uh, blood pressure issues. It'll cause heart problems, heart attacks. It's been linked um for buildup of plaque in the heart arteries. Um, also it causes premature, uh, babies. Oh, Um, wow. It'll also cause erectile dysfunction. Jesus. See, it's not low T, you guys. Go get your fucking teeth checked out. Periodontal disease. (laughs) That's what it is. You got periodontal disease. Go and get that's your an teeth easy cleaned. fix. Much cheaper than $3,000. Yes. <laughs> something you don't need. 
So you said it was a very stressful job and it does seem like you um, honestly handle and deal with a lot every day. Yeah. How yes. do you unwind from all of that? Um... I smoke and watch TV. <laughs> hey, welcome. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I... And it's not only... It's not only the stress from the work, too, is I will share a little something. I also have... Um, I have bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And so managing my... Managing, like, my illness... I, I'm on medication and stuff like that, but managing my illness while being highly stressed, which is not... If you guys know anything about mental health, it is not a good place for a person with bipolar. Not ideal. It's not great. No, it's not. Um, But I have been able to juggle things because I I want to do well. And so if I'm extra stressed out, I will. I will go home and I'll turn on my favorite show and I will smoke and then I'll eat all my snackies. (laughs) I might take a bubble bath or cuddle with my son. And really that's, you know... Mm -hmm. That just to unwind. So we are a pro cannabis podcast. Nice. A plus. Nice. Do you? And if I'm extra stressed, I'll I'll take a gummy and then smoke until the gummy hits. Yeah, because <laughs> like the that. gummy's a nice good body. You yeah. can just go to bed. Yes, at the exactly. End of the night. Oh. <laughs> right on. That's the best. <laughs> so now's the really fun part. You're gonna get to plug and promote whatever you got coming up. Nice. Okay, let me look at a calendar because there's a Sunday. lot of shit. You guys. got one. Su- we yeah. got a show Sunday. Yeah, we have a show together on Sunday. Yeah. And is Missy on that one too? I believe so. Yeah, yeah Missy that's Monica be awesome. Genesius. Yeah, uh, bunch she's of great awesome. girls going. That's happening yes. on Sunday. Sloopy McCoy will be there. Mm-hmm. I saw her last night. She was amazing. Yeah, she's funny. It's gonna be a really fucking yes. great show. Martini's Lounge. Martini's Lounge in BA. Yes. Uh, above the is it the Clarion? Yeah, the Clarion Hotel. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, second floor. Just message me. Give me a call. Whatever. It'll uh, be. It's a good place. It's yeah. a good venue. It's a good little venue. It is. You know. Yeah, you guys should definitely come out. You'll you get to hear some of my sad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm really excited. Um, yeah, so that one will be a really fun show. And then I have one on the 24th, and that is in Oklahoma City um, with Julie. So we've got a couple of uh, uh, girls going to be out there. It's called Rude Girls. That's what it's going to be. All right. Um, so I'm going out there. Um, then I have, I'm actually going to be on the Getting Greasy podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be on that one. Um, so I'm going to get real high and watch Trailer Park Boys. I'm actually really excited. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to get so high that I have to have a driver. I'm going to have someone take me there and if take me home. you need help with something that'll get you there, let me know. I can do that. Nice. <laughs> getting, getting greasies on uh, on Soundstooth. It's mm-hmm. Zach Amon and Dr. Devo. Is yep. that right? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. And the, it's just a Trailer Park Boys podcast. It's fantastic. Fully recommend yeah. it. Yeah, you just get fucked up and watch Trailer Park Boys. It's a good show. <laughs> yes. Um, then I got a show November 3rd. Um, that's in Arkansas with Sam Price. Um, and then I have one on November 4th. This isn't a show. This is an insult attack. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing an insult attack on November 4th. I judged the last one. And then I was like, oh, shit, I want to rip people apart. That's Brian Biz's show. Yeah. Uh, he's excellent. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's always fun. Um, where's that? Renaissance Brewing? Is that yes. right? Yep, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. 
So you look at you working. I know. I'm trying. I know. <laughs> yeah, busy, I'm trying busy. to yeah get around, get those places. I I had been staying um, in Tulsa, but I was like, I need to expand things like that. So I'm trying to organize all of it. Um, you got road shows. Yeah, yeah. This is the <laughs> Oklahoma City will be my the first time that I like travel that far for a show. So that's fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. And then Arkansas. And then Arkansas. Like, like you're I going. know. <laughs> I'm excited. It, it still kind of have like that imposter syndrome thing where like um, people will laugh or tell me that I'm funny. I'm like, eh, but am I really? Yeah. <laughs> right? I get that. Yeah. I totally do. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's fun and um, I really love it. And I love all the people that I've met like in the scene. Um Comedy is weird. Minus two. <laughs> 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 Minus two. For the most part, I've really, really enjoyed the people. Um, because I am not, I don't like chit-chat or small talk. I I just don't. And I've figured out that uh, like this, like talking to people in the comedy scene, you just get to the dirty stuff yeah. fast. Yeah, and I like that. <laughs> it's like yeah. default all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, I really like it because most of our jokes are about fucked up shit <laughs> yeah, if they listen to our sets they're gonna go you don't care about the weather <laughs> right exactly i do not give a fuck <laughs> but yeah i mean so those are those are um the shows that i have coming up that's so, awesome yeah. that's super awesome um are we gonna see you at starlight yes the- yeah i'll be at the i'll be at your open mic next Fantastic. wednesday at Tennis. Tennis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We start, you know, whenever, because it's a lot of old drunks, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, old comics, and and it's always a good show. So so Tulsa people, if if you're bored next Wednesday night, Starlight. At yes. Around ten. Sign ups at nine. Uh, ish. <laughs> I'm always there. You come say hi to me. We'll get you on the list. Uh, you got anything else going on? Um, that's a lot of shows. I know it's a lot of shows. I'm sure I'm pretty sure I'm missing one, but I can't remember. <laughs> hey, that's that's fine. Yeah, we'll, so we'll add it into the description if you kay. remember. OK. All right. So we're going to go ahead and sign off for the night. Hannah, you got anything else? I love you. We we all love you. <laughs> love Listeners. you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing this. Yeah. And listeners, you be good. I'm watching. <laughs>